Thank you for joining me, Katie Feeney, for my Sing My Soul podcast. A pause to connect to your soul and hear the song that's within you. Today, a Tuesday, I'll continue telling you stories from my memoir, Three Fingers Cove. On this Christmas podcast, I'll tell a few stories about dog heaven and a couple of early Christmas memories at the lake. When we moved to the lake, we had two very ladylike white French poodles named Cha-Cha and Jolie. My mother swore they must have felt they moved into dog heaven. She would take them for daily long walks on the golf course where they would run and play on the beautiful green hills. We did notice, though, a peculiar behavior they had around the muskrats or groundhogs at the lake. When one would appear in our backyard, they would team up and corner them. Then one would quickly snap its neck, and they would then go about the rest of their day lying in the sun. It seemed to come naturally to them. After a little research, my mother discovered that poodles were bred to be ratters, to sit in the ladies' laps in the castle, and when a rat came along, they would go into action. One day in December, my mother spotted what looked like a rat walking on the iced-over lake behind our house. While she was putting up Christmas lights later that evening, she thought she saw it on the side of our house. She hurried inside, bringing the dogs in with her. Later, while she was on the telephone, Cha-Cha asked to be let out, and my mother opened the door for her. After my mother's phone call, she opened the door for Cha-Cha to come back in and Cha-Cha dropped the dead rat at her feet. Cha-Cha sensed that it had bothered her, so she gave my mother an early Christmas present. My parents were out when Jeannie's teacher dropped him off. She said it was just for the weekend. Right. He was a very frisky silver poodle. My mother didn't want another dog, but it took about five minutes for everyone to fall in love with him. My mother named him Waltz at the suggestion of my brother. That quickly became Waltzy, unless you were scolding him, which was very frequently in that first year. Frisky hardly describes the ball of energy that invaded our house that day. Had we known what was in store, we might not have allowed ourselves to fall in love with him, but loving him allowed us to view his pranks with a resigned smile and a chuckle. My mother would walk waltzy every day on the golf course before the golfers started their rounds. Because of that, Waltz thought it was his territory. When he saw golfers ready to tee off across the street, he would bark and bark at them. Then he would chase their ball and carry it away. 
my father, a long-standing member and an A-flight champion of the club, was mortified and pretended he didn't know who owned that pesky dog. We did eventually break waltz of that habit, so my father could remain in the club under his own name. It took a while for Waltz to get used to his new home, especially the fact that not all the houses on the lake were his. Early one Saturday morning, I answered the telephone from a sound sleep to hear an angry man screaming on the other end of the line. Apparently, Waltzy was sitting outside his bedroom sliding glass door, which looked a lot like my parents' bedroom sliding glass door, barking and barking and barking. Waltz wasn't understanding why they weren't letting him in. Waltz had a friend down the road named Puddles. We could only guess how she got her name. They would spend hours romping and playing every day. Waltzy would come home stinking to high heaven and would be put immediately into the tub. I think he liked that attention as much as the playing, especially being dried with a blow dryer. Puddles's mama-type person did not live with her family, and my mother was concerned that Puddles didn't get enough attention at her house. So every day, my mother would give Waltzy and Puddles lunch. It became quite a habit. They would play all morning, and promptly at noon, they would show up for lunch. It wasn't until much later that Mom found out that Puddles had lunch in most of the houses in the neighborhood at various times during the day. Christmas at the lake was magical. The beautiful setting, the lights on the trees, the lake, the ice, the snow. It really was like a postcard. My parents would always set up a lighted nativity set, complete with manger, lighted Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus. One year, as we were setting up, we were taking pictures. Before we placed the baby in the manger, my brother FX laid down between Mary and Joseph making a beautiful tableau with FX right in the middle. Perhaps it was a bit irreverent, but it was very funny. So of course we had to take a picture of that. The actual picture is lost to the years and many moves, but the moment and the brain picture that I have live on for me as a cherished Christmas memory. Christmas morning was amazing at our house. We would wake up, go downstairs, and the tree would be surrounded with piles of toys and gifts. There were five of us, so the scene looked like something out of a toy store. My parents worked so hard, and sometimes the toys would be broken before the day was out. One famous Christmas day, I had gotten from Santa a beautiful guitar. I had been taking lessons. I still play, 
and I had been sharing one, a guitar, with my sister Deidre. But this was my very own, and I was so excited, and I loved it. Later in the day, I was coming down the stairs, and my little sister Jeannie, who was six or seven years old at the time, was holding my guitar above her head, by the neck, upside down and straight up, and playfully threatening to El Kabong, our sister Adele. She was imitating a cartoon character at the time who would crash guitars over people's heads. I watched in horror as she lost her grip, dropped the guitar, and it smashed against the coffee table and broke into pieces. I don't remember much of what happened after that. We can all imagine. But I will say that I say extra prayers for my parents when I think of this. I'm very grateful to God for them, for all the work they did to give us wonderful things and cherished memories of family. This next song is The Wexford Carol, one of my favorite Christmas carols. Who God's angels did a 
Thank you for joining me in this Christmas podcast episode. Check out my website at katiefeeney.com. There's a link there to SoundCloud. At SoundCloud, all my albums stream for free, including my Christmas album, God is With Us. I also have a meditation app in the Apple Store. There's also a Patreon page, a way you can help support the podcast. I pray that your family and you have a very Merry Christmas. May the infant Jesus fill your heart with peace and love. God bless you.